All right. How are you getting on? I'm so, I'm so hot. Um, oh, it's so fucking... <laughs> I'm so... Oh, I'm so warm. I can't even kiss my son. I'm so hot, I can't even kiss my son. I can't even look at him. I can't even look at my wife. I can't even look... I, f- I feel my wife staring at me. And it feels like a layer of clothes I have to take off. Just, I can't, don't, just go away. Yes, I am one of those people who complains about the weather being really good. And I'll also complain about the weather being shit. So what? You know what I mean? It's just like when I used to say to my mom, yes, it is shit that there are starving children around the world. And this dinner is shit. It doesn't have to be one or the other. The weather shit now. It's not exactly how I like it. And it's going to be shit another time. What is this? What karmic... Ba- Don't you push your new age shit on me. That there has to be some karmic balance. Sometimes it's shit. And sometimes it's also shit. But I'm in a good mood. I'm, um, I'm drinking a soft drink. Oh, come on, guys. I'm off the clock here. No. And sorry, did you hear that? <laughs> At the back of my throat. It's because I was eating a crunchy. My favorite chocolate bar. Um, if you must know, my favorite chocolate bar, uh, Crunchy. Um, I'm having a club rock shandy here. Um, not as good, not as good as I remember, right? And I'm looking here, and it says per thirty-seven percent of this drink is sugar. <laughs> thirty-seven. It is a bottle. It is a um, just picture a cylinder. Now picture a third, and then move a little bit bigger than that, and that's fill that bottle full of sugar. That is wild, and it's tasty. Um, and I saw it there, and it made me laugh, and I always laugh. And um, I always laugh when I see rock shandy in the fridges, in shops. Uh, and not because I've gone really mad. Cuckoo, cuckoo lane, and the cuckoo man, and the cuckoo lane. No, it's because um, my brother Andrew... Uh, Andy. Uh, we used to call him Andy Pandy. Don't know why. Actually, do you know what as well? Uh, Andy Pandy. I'll get onto this story about Rock Shandy in a second. <laughs> it's a long story. And I hope you can uh, appreciate this segue. So my in-laws pride themselves on being very good at charades. And I am also very good at charades. Okay. I'm I'm more of a kind of all... Uh, the, the whole thing, right? So you'll see me doing the... the, the, the this is a film boxer thing although some people are like rocky i'm like i haven't even fucking started you prick i'm saying it's a film and then i do the whole rounded like i'm you know rounded off both hands kind of showing this is the whole thing my arms out the whole thing and they're like the circle the tv show the circle and i'm like would you fucking you need a little appendix of the basics of this game i'm not having to go anyway so I'm a big all-encompassing. My family are a big all-encompassing. My stepbrother is a big charades nut. He is very... He does the whole thing. He'll act out the entire film. He'll, you know... Uh, my family will all will always put... They might even put our, ourselves in kind of, you know, uncomfortable situations, forcing us to act out the film because they know we're just going to act out the whole film. Like, I think I got Debbie Does Dallas <laughs> off my, off my stepbrother, Leon. So... Um, so that's where I come from, right? And I'm very good at guessing, and I'm very good. I'm a one-man fucking show. Are you kidding me? You've seen me at the fringe. You're joking. 
you probably be watching me in the fringe saying, I'd love to see this man's charades. I'd love to see what this lad would do with the cabinet of Dr. Calgary, right? Probably would be walking around all witchy and shit, you know? But if my in-laws got the cabinet of Dr. Calgary, they would be T, uh, three syllables, second word, three syllables, um, third word, small word, um, uh, third word, also uh, small words, or it would be the two syllables, and then Calgary would be, and they would, you know, and to be fair to the fuck, to fucking fair to them, they'd probably get it. And you'd have people literally saying, Dark cab, bad net, dog, dog, dark cab, the cabinet of Dr. Calgary, yes! Like, how? Because they're able just to break stuff down. So that's what they also expect. So we were playing one Christmas. And I was given the charade. Andy Pandy. And, and I can't. And normally, they, they're very competitive, right? My family, I'd just be like, I don't know what it is. And they'd be like, fine, sweetheart, cloud boy, darling of my life. What would you like to do? <laughs> you know, what would you like to do? Do you want to do Toy Story? You know, not as easy on that. But they'd be like, you know, I don't know what it is, Gizna Roll. Um, but they're like, what is it? You know, and I'm like trying to speak their language. I'm like, two words, two syllables, TV show. And I'm not speaking but you can tell by my face and my shrugs that I don't know what it is, right? I'm like, oh, I don't know what it is, you know? Some people actually speak in charades as well. And, like, I'm not a stickler for the rules like my wife is, but I would, I'm like, rah, 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 rah. I guess, I, I guess. I'm like, shut up. It's one of the only times you can kind of get away. You, you couldn't even get away with that level of call telling someone to shut up in a cinema, you know, or a funeral. But a charade's like, shut the fuck up! Screaming at your granny, like, do you know what I mean? Shut the fuck up, you idiot. The whole point is you don't speak. Anyway, um, so I'm, but I'm not, so I'm just like acting like, I don't know what, I'm shrugging, I don't know what this is, you know. And they're like, look, it's fine, just do it, just separate. And I'm like, and I'm like, all right, first syllable, and. Uh, and then I drop a pill, and, and they're like, and pill, and pill. Okay, move on to this. And they're, and they're telling me how to fucking tell. I'm like, no one. Two things you should know about me. Nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> and two, don't you be rushing me when I'm making art. <laughs> With this fucking shit charade. Oh, so then I'm trying to do like sneezing panda for the second part. Because that's the way my brain works. I'm a, you know, I'm a man of the zeitgeist. I'm a man of contemporary memes. <laughs> I'm a man of moderate means. So I'm trying to do and, E pops an E, panda. And they're not going to get it because they don't know what the fuck it is. I mean, I could have done a panda dropping an E and eating, you know, actually probably having no appetite for bamboo. Um, And then eventually the time goes out and you get that kind of, you know, the end of the crystal maze. Get out, get out, get out, you know. You didn't do it. Come on. And I'm like, Andy Pandy? And they're like, Andy Pandy? Well, my, 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 my father-in-law was like, it was the most popular show in the 50s. I Googled it. And I'm like, do you know what it is? And having a clue. <laughs> he fucking teetened me up. Well, guess what? I had the last laugh because I married your daughter. <laughs> so, <laughs> who won here, old man? Um... But um, so that's my other Andy Pandy story. But the main Andy Pandy story (laughs) 
is my brother used to be called, we used to call him Andy Pandy. Andy Pandy pudding and pie. That's Georgie Porgy pudding and pie, but we say Andy Pandy pudding and pie. Kissed the girls and made them cry. What a fucking prick was Georgie Porgy, by the way. Um, hey, what's up with these nursery? You ever hear these nursery rhymes? <laughs> um, but anyway, my other Andy Pandy story is my brother, we used to call him Andy Pandy. And you know, you know how sell, I don't know, like you know when you're a kid and like sometimes you just, you take a stand, right? You just, it's something just, it's the straw that breaks the camel's back and all of a sudden you're in front of your family and you're like, I'm a human being, damn it. And I'm not going to take it anymore, you know? But you're a child, and it's for something um, trivial. So Andrew was, he was saying, okay, guys, I need to talk about something. You know the way everyone's been calling me Andy Pandy? But there are so many other things that rhyme with Andy. Like, why am I not called Andy Rock Shandy? <laughs> we were just like, okay. Andy Rock Shandy it is. Like, oh, no, that was just an example. Andy Rock Shandy. Um, and we still call him Rock Shandy. Um, <laughs> oh, so that's my, that's my story. Oh, no, no, you vote what you think was the better material. I'm, I'm going back to live comedy. I'm going back to live comedy. <laughs> oh, yeah, bricking, fairly bricking it now, to be fair, going back to the old live comedy. Um... Not breaking it, but you know, good nerves. I just I've forgotten that that, that those nerves are like excitement. <laughs> I forgot that, that feeling of wanting to shit and being irritable for two weeks before you have to do something is just excitement. <laughs> no, it is. It's just I'm uh, you know I'm sister act two. I'm sister act three. Sorry, out of the habit again. Um, I'm going back to whatever being a singer in Vegas. What was she doing? I don't know. Stupid film. Stupid film. Although you're one. I had a crush on your one in the first one, the real mousy one. Um, so I had a, she was my first crush, and then I saw Dracula dead and loving it. And then you had the vampire with the jabs, and I was like, oh, "Fuck you, one!" To mind your one. Um, I think big boob boob vampire is actually more my scene. Anyway, look, I'm just saying, just saying, I'm just saying that um, I cannot wait to go back and do some live comedy, tread the boards again. Uh, my my wife pointed out. She said, "Isn't it so funny that most people uh, can't even form a basic conversation these days? They've been uh, so out of practice, and you have to get up on stage and act like you are the best person in the room and conversation. Isn't that so funny that you have to do that?" Anyway, let me tell you about the sponsors of this week's podcast: the Dubliner Irish Whiskey, and my best friends. They're my best friends. I have two friends in my life: one, my son, and two, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Um, and they are my best friends because they give me nice things. And they gave me this week a tasty-ass whiskey, a taw. I taught, I taught, tasty whiskey, I did. <laughs> and it's nice, it's very tasty. And I'll tell you what it is. It's an, it is a uh, beer cask range, old-fashioned whiskey, which means that it has the taste of kind of, it's got a fuckload of oranges in the fucking cask. It's great. And it tastes like Angostura bitters. My favorite cocktail in the world is uh, an old-fashioned. It is my favorite, the first cocktail that got me into cocktails. Um, I remember my friend, my Swedish friend Martin made it. He was making it for fucking too long. So I was like, what's taking so long? He goes, you got to mix the Angostura bitters with the Demerara sugar. And I'm like, stop speaking Swedish to me, bro. Just tell me what you're doing, bro. Um, and it was tasty. But this is like having that just in the glass. Neat. Almost like you're at the bottom of an old-fashioned. So it's a way of responsibly drinking 
a cocktail at home, and it's very tasty. I like it. But that's not the only whiskey they have. They have a fine selection over on the DLD.com. They have their bourbon cask range. They have a honeycomb liqueur that's like drinking a cake. It's like drinking the crunchy that I was eating when I started this podcast. Um, and it's very tasty, and I like it. So they're the sponsor of this week's podcast. I want to thank them. Thank you very much. Go to the DLD.com. Check at Dubliner Whiskey on the Soch for all of your Irish whiskey needs. But look, let's be getting on. Uh, we're just look, just one man on a mic. It's the Tony Cantwell shit show. Lovely stuff. Um, Look, guys, I really appreciate a lot of people messaging me saying, did you pass your driving test? Is it true that you can now remove the L plate of a lickout master and replace it with the N plate, which means um, never, ever stop giving lickouts, lickout God? Um, No. No, guys, I didn't pass. I didn't pass the test. And it was going so well. It was going so well. I showed up at the test center early. Had my car looking all clean after the militant Russian man who was teaching me, uh, me doing my pretest. He said, your car is dirty, man. Your car is dirty. <laughs> You're all very confused, man. You're very your, your car is as confused as you. And he's like, I lifted up the bonnet. And he goes, you've got, this is all dirty. And I was like, it's a fucking engine. And he goes, but there's all leaves. And I'm like, well, I, what am I going to do? Take the leaves out? <laughs> and he was like, yes. And I'm like, well, how am I, why would I do that? I don't look at it. I don't see it. Oh, like a little Q-tip in the, the exhaust while I'm not like it's dirty. This is dirty. This is a dirty area. <laughs> I I the in, I clean the inside, uh, you know. And he's like, whatever. I'm just telling you, you know. Anyway, but I got I did clean and I did clean the leaves out. So I showed up at the test center. I got I get a call off. Um, let's just call her Deborah, and she's obviously seen if I'm if I'm nearby for for the driving test, and she. She called me, and she she must have messed up her words, right? She was she said a combination of "How are you?" with um kind of she like on her she had like questionnaire of COVID related questions to see if I felt okay. So she kind of seemed to jumble them up, and she goes, "Hi, how do you feel?" Like that was the first thing she said to me, and I was like, "Deborah, I feel fantastic. How do you feel?" And she laughed, and I'm like, "I got you now. I fucking got you. Looks like the spiders caught himself a couple of flies." You know, as that was the vibe I was thinking, you know, bring out the game, that kind of vibe. Anyway, so I kind of thought that I had her anyway. So I so uh, then she was asking me all the questions and I was like, you know, hamming it up, you know, acting like a dad. You know, she's like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I feel fantastic. Have you been in contact? I haven't been in a single bit of contact, like adding so much more. Like I need to I need to let you know that I'm a clear talker. You know, <laughs> I think I was I say acting like a dad, acting like my dad. You know, I feel fantastic, Deborah, is what he'd say. How do you feel? You know, he's a very positive guy. And he he speaks far more than is expected in very small chit-chat with other people, you know. So I act like my dad <laughs> to exude a sense of confidence, right? So she brings me into the test center for the quiz or whatever. And, um, and I started adopting this whole thing that I try and do sometimes where I try and, you know, act like it's my house, <laughs> you know. Um, just so that I can make them feel at home in their abode. Do you know what I mean? Being, does anyone want you know going into? The, <laughs> does anyone want anything? What? What are you fucking saying? Does anyone want any hand gel? You know, I got loads of uh, hand gel here. 
Um, no, more so just being like, um, oh, wow, you know, how, how have you been getting on with this whole thing? Must be tough, I'd say. Must have been tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and she's like not really wanting to talk. It's like three o'clock, you know. She's just about out the door. Um, and she starts asking me these questions. She's like, what do you do in a yellow box? And I'm like, yeah, you don't stop. <laughs> Unless, of course, you intend to turn right. Am I right, my friend? You know, and then she shows me loads of things like, what's this sign mean? I'm like, keep left. Come on. What's this sign mean? This sign means that there's a fucking, you know, uh, exit in about 300 meters. You know, it's got the three lines on it. Then she shows me a sign <laughs> that's, you know, when you see a speed limit sign and it's like a white circle with a red border and it'll have this in black, the speed limit, 30 kilometers, 60 kilometers, 120 kilometers, you know, that kind of shape. She shows me one of them with nothing in it, with with nothing in it, and I and she goes number seventeen. I'm like, okay, um, there's not there's nothing in it. And she goes, yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I've already out now. Kind of, I don't know what's in that, right? But you, I had to say something. It's like even when you're in like a table quiz, you just have to write down something, right? Who scored for England the 19, 1966 World Cup, right? Of course, it wasn't Gary Lineker. The times don't match up whatsoever, but you you, you can't think of any for a player older than that. So you write down Gary Lineker, and you know it's not Gary Lineker, but you don't think you're going to have to say it to anyone. You always have to write down a bit of pen just to have something, just to fill it out. You know, you know it's wrong. You know, you've already taught up your points, and you know that you don't you don't have that right. So I, I had to do that in person. I part of the long con. I've been so confident. I've been charming the whole time, and then I had to be like. And then I was like, oh, but it's blank. And she goes, yeah, what does that mean? And so I just go, ah, it means there is no limit on the speed on this road. <laughs> and she goes, okay. And I'm like, I'm going to get the vibe. She was good, to be fair. She didn't make out like it was an insane answer. Um, but I went, uh, I went a bit of a pinkish hue in my cheeks. I was still fighting down the urge to go bright red. So then she says, great, let's head to your car. And uh, joining us today uh, is going to be a supervisor. From the RSA. And I was like, what are you fucking talking about? I say with my eyes. Um, but what do you... Who, um, and she goes, look, just ignore him. That's what I do. And I laughed my ass off, of course. Because that was kind of a joke that she was doing. And I wanted to make her happy. And I was like, oh, fuck. So now what's going to happen here is you got someone here making sure that you are doing your job as strictly and stringently as possible. And all of my charm, he's going to be looking over your fucking shoulder for this iPad. Um, and she goes, anyway, his name is Tony. I was like, oh, my name is Tony. <laughs> and she goes, I know. And I was like, okay. But I thought, you know what? If there's another person there, just another person to charm. And I said, come on then, Tony. Yeah, I know I know. Deborah gave me advice not to talk to you, but look, you're coming with, you're coming with me. I hope you don't mind sitting in the baby seat, though. Huh? I have a son. I have a, I'm a responsible adult, <laughs> I seem to say, uh, with my uh, smile. And um, so there goes me, and uh, let's call her Deborah, and uh, let's call him Tony. It was Tony. Um, heading off with my key asshole. And, um, and look, I mean, not much to say about the actual test itself. Um, I was uh, checking my blind spot. I um, There was one point, though, where we pulled up at the... So when you're dri- doing the driving test, there's a few things that are going to be standard. One thing is... One thing you're, 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 that's always going to be the case. One is they're going to have you reverse around a corner. They're going to have you do a hill start where you have a car completely stopped and then to be able to start it so that it doesn't roll back. And a turnabout where you are facing one direction and you kind of have to turn the car to face the opposite direction. 
these are all things that are to be expected. So we get to the corner that we're supposed to reverse around, um, but there's a woman parked at the corner. And you remember in the park at the corner, she's literally parked at the very corner meant to be taken. Um, and there's some L lad just burning the air off her. Um, and so then uh, Deborah says, right, we'll just pull up in front of there. Is this any good? <laughs> she goes, pull up in front of there. And, um, and when they see us get out with our notepads and our you know our luminous jackets that say fucking driving test instructor then they they'll usually move um so they got out and she was standing there for like five minutes so i'm just sitting there in the car just looking you know um and you can just hear this guy burn like right he's gone to the fucking dogs <laughs> you know like you can't even get a fucking bite you know chatting shy about how he's he just can't it just tastes different in a beer garden or some shite he's shining on about so then they both just get back in the car, and um, and <laughs> and then I'm like, okay. And she goes, "All right, we'll have to do the corner somewhere else." And I'm like, "I don't want your fucking B corners. This is a good corner, big, nice, wide corner, just barely a little tilt on it." Like I've done corners like this. She goes, "So this is going to be another fucking extra thing I have to do." So I said, "Look, I'll have a word." <laughs> and I got out to walk over to the guy. She goes, "No, like no, stop." <laughs> and I would, I was not gonna, I was gonna be like, "Hey, man, can you just move here?" Come on, what the fuck? I really wanted to kick off because I was already frustrated with the situation. Um, but anyway, we did. We we went to another corner. It was it was textbook. It was gorgeous. About an inch from the curb, it was looking good. Did the turnabout? Did it in two? Didn't touch the curb button like that. Hill start was a piece of piss. I was hill starting the whole fucking trip. Um, so we're driving back to the test center. And we're driving up Watermill Drive, uh, which is right beside St Anne's Park, heading towards the Rohini Test Center. And there's loads of trees around there. There's loads of squirrels around there. And as we're driving up that road, a squirrel runs in front of the car. But there's enough time. I, I see it. I'm, I'm observing. And I stop with an adequate time. And he stops in the middle of the road, starts eating a little nut. Right? And we're like, oh, adorable. And I'm like, oh, look at this little fella. You know? I'm charming. I'm, I'm a man. I'm a dad. You know? How are you getting back there in the in the baby seat there, Tony? Only messing. You know? And, um, and she just goes, oh, I'm sure he'll move now. And I'm like, ah, look. I'll, I'll sort this. And I don't know fucking why I did this, but I started banging on the fucking horn. I was like, eh, 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 eh. It'd been going so well. And then here I am in the middle of this fucking residential area. Eh, eh. And a squirrel still didn't move. And I, I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, fuck was I? And I look over and she's writing down fucking little on her little iPad. Like trying to guard what she's doing. Like writing down. I'm like, what could she be writing down? I was like, of course I'm going to use a fucking horn for a squirrel. And then the squirrel still didn't even fucking move. And I just moved up a few feet and then it eventually just ran out of the way. I didn't even need to use the horn. And then I was like, oh no, I blimped it. I blimped it on a squirrel with a horn. And then as I was pulling into the test center, I didn't indicate to pull in. I didn't indicate, I didn't observe, and she wrote something down again. And I failed. And... I failed, and I tell you what, I had every, I had every, I was, I was so cross, <laughs> you know, she's telling me this, and lucky I had the mask on, because I was minding, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck <laughs> you, um, and um, she said, look, it's not good news, right, it's not good news, uh, I don't have good news for you today. Uh, and I said, was it close? And she goes, I'll send you what it was, and it was close, I go, it was, um, it was, it wasn't, I couldn't find something for unnecessary use of the horn, but I'm sure I got something for that, and it wasn't looking when I was indicating because of the squirrel after that. 
the one I pulled in. That was the one that tipped it over the edge. There was other stuff as well. <laughs> there was a few other stuff. Um, and I should probably be just a little bit more observant. I didn't stop for pedestrians um, at a at a at a amber arrow. I didn't stop for the best pedestrians there. And I genuinely thought of saying to her, "Well, I'll have well actually, do you know what it was, Deborah? Uh, when you were asking me to like to turn left and everything, I was getting confused, and I thought you were talking about Tony in the back to turn left." <laughs> I thought you were talking to our fucking passenger, your mate fucking Tony, who had been ferrying around Rainy all fucking day, freeloader. Right? So I thought when you were saying Tony, third exit out around about right, I thought you were talking to him. And then I had to remember you were talking to me. The same thing happened when I went to see Iron Man for the first time. I thought they were talking to me. And I had that little heart flutter. You're like, oh, is that me? You know? So uh, that's so, actually, that's really annoying now. You say that. And I would advise you, Deborah, that if you ever have someone else in the RSA freeloading for a fucking ride, that you give them a different name than the fucking driver, okay? Because that was very confusing. And another thing I had, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I had considered, was uh, flat out bribing the woman. <laughs> flat out just, just taking 100 quid out, you know, cash, you know, um, and just leave it on the dash. And be like, oh, look, before we go in, um, I just actually want to give you this. Um, just as a thank you for your time and just something to remember me by. <laughs> you know, I'd love, oh, I'd love to pass. I'd love to pass. Um, but that that whole option, I wasn't going to do it. I was. Jesus Christ! My wife ever found out that I bribed <laughs> to get a, a driver's license. I'd never heard the end of it. Um, and would she? She's very moral. She might. She wouldn't be. She would not be happy. Anyway. Um, but I, I didn't even have a chance to do it anyway. Because fucking hitchhiker in the fucking back. Fucking Vegas or bust in the fucking back. You know, so I just don't want to go through the fucking rigmarole this whole thing again. <laughs> I don't want to have someone telling me that I'm not taking the right exit out of a roundabout again. I want, I just, look, I don't want any more criticisms. I just want to be good. <laughs> look, I wasn't ready. As painful as it is for me to say. So I live to lick out master another day. And someday, very soon, I will get my never, ever, ever, ever stop giving lick outs, lick out God um, uh, uh, plate. And the amount of stupid drivers out there. Like today I was helping someone move. And I was loading up boxes into the back of their car. And someone drove by. I don't know what he was at. He was drove, drove by real slow. And then he was like looking at me. And then saw I was packing up boxes, Par- parked immediately on double yellow lines, and of course put the fucking hazards on, just to be like as if as if I can't fucking see your car, and now you're gonna turn into a fucking peacock. You're gonna park your car on double yellow lines, and then be like, oh, but it's fine because look how fucking bright I can make it. You see it in Ranla. You see it in Ranla all the time. I I do not get the, as if I'm gonna miss your car. You know what I mean? Um, and you got out of the car. With a mug of tea. He had a full mug of tea. He was driving around with a mug of tea. And he came over to me and he said, are you moving? And I just, I, I was just, just, I was sweating. It was hot. It's fucking hot. And I was just annoyed. And he's like, are you moving? Like, what? Are you, what? And this is the weird dichotomy in my life where I'm very, I told, literally told you everyone, told you I failed the test. I failed twice now, right? I am told you that. Some people might not tell you that. I, I told you stories about my, my, my brother growing up. My my father-in-law throwing me under the bus. 
um, how chatty my dad is with people in the general public, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he, this guy was asking me, it wasn't my, it, and I wasn't moving, but I'm like, don't be so fucking nosy. And I was like, and I just said, no. And she goes, is someone else moving? And I said, no. I just like moving fucking boxes. I just like driving around. You know the way you like driving around with a mug of tea? You fucking weirdo. I like driving around with a load of boxes. <laughs> right? I like moving boxes from my car into my mate's car, and then we drive around. Right? <laughs> fucking weirdo. You moving. Don't be asking me. To... Just why are you ask me that for? We are hoping to move. We are actually hoping to move. Um, that was kind of part of the the moving. We're helping someone move so we can move. Um, and I tell you, the amount of fucking tat that I have, I am being. I tell you, I am being genocidal with my culling of shite that I have in there. I I've got. I'm awful for it. Got a big bag full of bags. I got loads of bags full of bags. There's bags on bags on bags in there. You get a nice gift bag. We keep that. We keep that gift bag. Will we? Will we keep that gift bag? Oh, but it's so nice. What's that? What's that? Twenty p? Is it? We keep that gift bag. Will we? <laughs> will we keep? Oh, I tell you, my my man drawer is now the cutlery drawer because Terry 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 got rid of my man drawer and put spices in it. And to be fair, it's fucking great. But the shit had to go somewhere. So now she's talking. She's talking about getting, have buying an entire cabinet and leaving it empty, just so we can have it as kind of a placeholder cabinet for stuff before we move it into other parts of the house, which I think sounds insane. And I'm like, and it just it hit me at a point where I was like, Terry, I can't now start adding a new hobby, a new habit. I'm fucking. I'm. I can't. Even, I'm not even remembering to put deodorant on most days. If you think that I'm now gonna have to now know that we have a kind of an uh, intermediate cabinet before we move other stuff to other cabinets, and she goes, "Well, I'm just saying that we need a, an extra cabinet in case something does come in that we don't have a place for immediately, so we don't end up with fucking five measuring tapes where the spoons are supposed to be." And I'm like, "I understand what you're saying, <laughs> but you know, just hit hits you." You know, um, and look, look, I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much um, for the people. If you could do me a huge favor, though, if you're listening to this and you haven't done it before, um, could you go on iTunes or wherever you uh, listen to your podcasts, um, or even if you don't listen to it on iTunes, you listen on Spotify, but go over to iTunes and give this uh, a review and a rating, preferably a five stars if that's what you think this is worth. Um, and that would help me move this up the charts. I've been getting a bit lax with trying to uh, grow <laughs> this as an audience because I just love you, you, the person who's listened to this. Um, and I've really had no desire to get more people to. But uh, I would like to. And I think as I start doing gigs, I would like to have more people who listen to this. Um, and if, especially if there's live podcasts as well, maybe somewhere in the interim before the full actual live comedy gigs. Um, I'd like to have loads of people there. It'd be great. So if you do like this podcast, go over there uh, to iTunes and uh, rate and review. Um, and if you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can do so over on Patreon.com. Just type in Tony Catwell in there, and you can listen to more podcasts. I do a, a fr- another podcast every single Friday. Uh, last Friday, I did a review of Black Widow and Chris Pratt's new film, The Tomorrow War. Um, so that's a, a film review of that. Um, before then, I told about a holiday where I, for the for the sake of the Irish Republic, beat a Brit in uh, in uh, in pool. 
when I was in the Canaries. Um, and you can hear uh, also A Day in the Life of Me in the year 1997 for all you 90s nostalgia kids. So you can check that out for the equivalent of a price of a pint a month. I think it's only five quid uh, a month, uh, excluding that. So if you want to listen to that, do check that out. I want to thank the sponsors of this week's podcast, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Go to the DLD.com. Get yourself some tasty whiskey. Go to at Dubliner Whiskey uh, on the social. Um, and look, if you're... Uh, oh, and do you know what's coming up? I'm going to be covering a Sexy Beast show. This fucking batshit show that comes out today of um, people having blind dates wearing uh, incredible Hollywood-level facial prosthetics to make them look like fucked up dolphins and shit, and they go on dates. So I'm going to be doing that, uh, hopefully, um, potentially with a segment from uh, uh, Sexy Beast's co-host, Mark Jago, um, and that will be happening next week. So um, I'll be chatting to you then, or over on the Patreon. All the best. Bye-bye. It's only a well shit show.